Psalm 52 for a brief meditation this morning. Let's look at Psalm 52. Um, my English Bible, uh, it has a brief introduction to the psalm. It says, for the director of music, a masculine of David, probably a literary or a musical term, masculine of David. When Doug, the Edomite had gone to Saul and told him, David has gone to the house of Ahimelech. When Doug, the Edomite, who is the chief shepherd of uh, Saul, went and told Saul that David, who was chased by Saul, um, when David went and met Ahimelech, Doug the Edomite was there. And Doug the Edomite reported to Saul that Ahimelech met David. And so here he goes and tells Saul about David's meeting with Ahimelech. Ahimelech is a priest. Alright, so let's read through uh, Psalm 52 and we will be able to grasp more. Why do you boast of evil, you mighty man? Why do you boast all day long? You who are a disgrace in the eyes of God. Your tongue plots destruction. It is like a sharpened razor. You who practice deceit, you love evil rather than good, falsehood rather than speaking the truth. You love every harmful word. You, oh you deceitful tongue. Surely God will bring you down to everlasting ruin. He will snatch you up and tear you from your tent. He will uproot you from the land of the living. The righteous will see and fear. They will laugh at him saying, here now is the man who did not make God his stronghold, but trusted in his great wealth and grew strong by destroying others. But I am like an olive tree flourishing in the house of God. I trust in God's unfailing love forever and ever. I will praise you forever for what you have done. In your name I will hope, for your name is good. I will praise you in the presence of your saints. Have you ever been in a situation where you have been betrayed and betrayed ruthlessly, brutally? Has somebody turned out to be a traitor against you? Has someone let you down while you actually trusted them? Did someone take advantage of your weakness, your weak situation, your moment of loneliness, your helplessness? And did someone take advantage of that and exploit it for their own good to earn a good reputation with someone else? Were you ever at any time used as a pawn? Where somebody moved and made negotiations at your expense? Has there ever been a time where you've just been someone who has been a reason for someone else is for someone else's destruction because they did good for you because they stood with you because they spoke for you because they helped you in your time of need and because they helped you they came under the wrath of someone else have you ever been in such a predicament where you felt so uncomfortable 
because you receiving help made someone be put on the spot made someone to suffer loss made someone to suffer injustice and you felt pain you felt great agony because someone else was affected because they did good to you and now they are humiliated they are destroyed and you have survived but they have drowned they came to your rescue you survived you were the one who was drowning but because they came to you know pick you up from your drowning they eventually drowned because of the help they extended to you this was exactly the situation where david was and it is in this context where david writes this psalm because dug the eremite was in the presence of david when david went to met meet ahimelech ahimelech was priest and dug the eremite who was the chief shepherd of saul was detained before the lord in the house of god and when david was running for his life because saul was chasing after him because david had won a great victory as he pulled down goliath and in that victory came this great exclamation of praise that was praised that was sung all over israel by the women who danced and sang saying saul had killed the thousands but david tens of thousands and because of this great exclamation of praise which was not just known within israel but came to be known even in the nations around because when david went to akish to this king who gave him refuge and he went to find refuge as david was chased by saul this comes later on that king looked at him and said he's a man the people of the land looked at him and said he's a land about whom it is said saul killed the thousands and david tens of thousands he's literally the king of these people and so they were afraid to give refuge to him so this was a great exclamation of praise that uh, provoked saul where he thought that people's hearts would be turned toward him and he knew that god had rejected him as king because saul had disobeyed god and because he knew that david is going to become the king but because of great bitterness and jealousy he went after david's life wanted to literally kill him while earlier on he had offered his daughter to be his wife for the sake of killing goliath and winning over the philistines but now there's a bitterness there's an anger that has come into him where it's consumed him so much that he is going after david's life it is in this context where david is finding refuge in the house of ahimelech like he comes to the house of god and ahimelech the priest gives him refuge he gives him bread he's hungry his men are hungry and ahimelech checks on him and asks uh, have you been with women because this is consecrated bread bread and he says even in men are on unholy missions their bodies are holy and here ahimelech offers the bread of the presence that was removed from the presence of god because it is usually kept according to the old testament system where the bread fresh bread is kept every day 
in the presence of the lord representing you know his presence and so that was which was removed that day was offered to david and his men and they ate and they were strengthened and not only that david asked him to inquire of the lord and david was given the green signal by ahimelech after he inquired of the lord to go ahead to the next place he was moving to and then ahimelech asked him what is this you are running away without any sword you don't have any weapons how are you going to defend yourself and so david asked is there a sword in this place and ahimelech said yes there is a sword of goliath <laughs> stained with blood that sword which was used to kill down cut down the philistines and the the mighty victory that god had given to them and here is the sword which is a sword of victory but safely kept and so ahimelech offers that sword to david here is a man who is detained before the lord in the house of god and he was sitting there he was a edomite he was not an israelite he was edom edomite dog dog was sitting there he was watching all of this what was going on here is dog who is a chief shepherd of saul a loyalist of saul now watching what's being done to the enemy of saul david david does not consider saul as an enemy saul considers david as an enemy dug was watching all of this and then there comes a time where saul comes and sits under the tasmerick tree and he is sitting there and he's all his officials are before him i'm speaking to you from first samuel chapter 21 we don't have time to read the whole story but let me just tell you the story so you get a background of what's happening and in what context this psalm 52 is written in first samuel 21 he talks about how he was sitting down under the tree and all his officials were before him and Saul is still angry with David and he's asking him is there not anybody who would tell me when my son Jonathan makes a covenant with this David is there not anyone who would report to me about what is going on everything is done in secret he's calling them he's asking them he's questioning them he's challenging them he's asking them tell me what's going on what's going on in secret and at that moment dug the eremite who was there when david met ahimelech the priest steps out and says this is what happened there your you know enemy david came and met ahimelech and this is what ahimelech the priest did to him gave him bread inquired of the lord for him not only that gave him a sword he gives him the information he tells him he exposes david he does a very crooked thing exposing david and ahimelech and immediately saul was full of anger He was so angry that he merely called forth Ahimelech and his whole father's household to come and stand before him. And Ahimelech comes there with his family. If you come to 1 Samuel chapter 21 22 in fact. And you see in verse 11 then the king sent for the priest Ahimelech son of Ahitub and his father's whole family. 
1 Samuel 22 verse 11 who were the priests at Nob and they all came to king to the king Saul said listen now son of Ahitub yes my lord he answered Saul said to him why have you conspired against me you and the son of Jesse giving him bread and a sword and inquiring of God for him so that he has rebelled against me and lies and wait for me as he does today Ahimelech answered the king who of all your servants is as loyal as David the king's son-in-law captain of your bodyguard and highly respected in your household oh that itself was a problem because he was highly respected captain of the king's bodyguard king's son-in-law that itself was becoming a problem That's, that was actually the issue there and so Saul is really angry but you know see the integrity of Ahimelech he does not tell just to escape he does not throw the blame on David rather he says David you know is actually your loyalist he's a very loyal person who other than David is more loyal to you Saul king of Israel you see the righteousness of this man and look at that go on to read there was that day the first time I inquired of God for him of course not he speaks the truth plainly let not the king accuse your servant or any of his father's family for your servant knows nothing at all about all this about this whole affair the king said you will surely die Ahimelech you and your father's whole family he speaks the truth very sincerely innocently is this the first time I've ever inquired for David I have inquired for him every time he has come to me I've done my priestly duty sincerely and he's your son-in-law so how much more Ahimelech would do good to the royal family? But the king turns out and says, you will surely die Ahimelech, you and your father's whole family. Then the king ordered the guards at his side, turn and kill the priests of the Lord because they too have sided with David. They knew he was fleeing, yet they did not tell me. But the king's officials were not willing to raise a hand. <laughs> They were not willing to raise a hand to strike the priest of the Lord. The king then ordered Doug. Oh, there comes Doug. He had accused, he had exposed Ahimelech. Doug is there. Sounds like an American name, isn't it? The king then ordered Doug, you turn and strike down the priests. So Doug the Edomite turned and struck them down. That day, that day he killed 85 men who wore the linen ephod maybe this Doug was the man with tattoos and piercings probably he was a skinhead you know he was a man of the you know he was a country boy <laughs> so Doug you know what Doug did? You turn and strike down the priests, the king said. So Doug the Edomite turned and struck them down. That day he killed 85 men who wore the linen ephod. 85 priests he killed. He also put to sword Nob, the town of the priests. Not only the priests, but the whole town of the priests. With its men and women, its children, infants, cattle, donkeys, sheep. This is what happened. And then Abiathar, a son of Ahimelech, a son of Ahitub, went and reported the one who escaped, the one man of the priests who escaped, 
went and told David, this is what has happened to the priests at Nob. To Ahimelech, who gave you refuge, who gave you bread, who gave you the sword, who inquired about the Lord for you. This is what has happened to them. He went and reported David. David said to Abiathar, verse 22, that day when Doug the Edomite was there, I knew he would be sure to tell Saul. I knew, I thought he would go and tell Saul, Doug was sitting there. I was helpless. I came for help. But I knew it was so unfortunate that this fellow was sitting there. Saul's chief shepherd. And I knew he would sure to tell Saul, I am responsible for the death of your whole father's family. What a guilt that comes upon David. I am the one responsible for the suffering of your father's family. He did good to me. When I was helpless. But here now because of that. He's suffering. The family has been killed. I am responsible for the death of your father's whole family. Stay with me. Don't be afraid. The man who is seeking your life is seeking mine also. You will be safe with me. David was able to say. You will be safe with me. Hallelujah. What gave the courage for David to say, you will be safe with me. Amen. Hallelujah. You will be safe with me. Yes, the unfortunate thing has happened. Yes, for doing good to David, they've been punished, they've been taken to task. They were questioned. They were accused. They were killed. Doug the Edomite did a very evil thing, a vile thing. And so after this, David begins to speak and writes a psalm, which is 52. Psalm 52. Why do you boast of evil, you mighty man? Who is he referring to? Who is he referring to? Saul? Sure? Doug? Read on and let's find out. Why do you boast of evil, you mighty man? Why do you boast all day long? You who dis are a disgrace in the eyes of God. What a horrible thing it is to be a disgrace in the eyes of God. We live by his grace. But when the grace of God leaves a person, their life becomes full of disgrace. Your tongue plots destruction. It is like a sharpened razor. You who practice deceit, you love evil rather than good, falsehood rather than speaking the truth. Ahimelech spoke the truth. This is not just about reporting facts. It seemingly looks like Doug reported the facts. But there's something more than the facts that he gave. With what intention you report facts matters. You love every harmful word. Oh, you deceitful tongue. Surely God will bring you down to everlasting ruin. He will snatch you up and tear you from your tent. He will uproot you from the land of the living. 
the righteous will fear and laugh will see and fear and they will laugh at him saying here now is a man who did not make god his stronghold but trusted in his great wealth and grew strong by destroying others who is gaining strength here who is gaining a name here who is gaining a reputation here who is gaining a goodwill here dug the edomite because he is exposing ahimelech he knows the situation he knows that if he exposes ahimelech that david came and met ahimelech if he tells that to saul he knows that saul is already you know bent on killing david and if he exposes and he says that ahimelech has also been siding with david even if he just gives the facts that they met together and if that if he gives the information that he gave him bread he inquired of the lord for him he gave him a sword is like ahimelech empowering david to go against saul and saul is definitely not going to accept it for the kind of anger and the kind of conversation that actually has been going on under the tree in front of the officials dug knows that this is going to be bad if i say this but you know he intentionally spelled it out when everybody kept quiet he stepped out and he said this is what happened he was gaining out of destroying others he was a mischievous man the moment we use the word mischievous we always think of that petty mischief that children do you know like tom and jerry they run quickly they hit and then run away we think that's mischievous that that there is a mischief there as well but this is a serious mischief this is what is true mischief here is a man who is really mischievous malicious brutally cruel and wants to gain out of destroying others who is not a man who put his trust in god but is a man who has, who has been growing who has been living who has been establishing himself in a very evil deceitful way by using his tongue by saying lies by saying things that can destroy others he has been growing he is mischievous a proud mighty man look at this he is not just a proud man he is not just a lying man Psalms king david clearly talks about who he is why do you boast of evil he has done evil there's one thing to do evil but it is another thing to boast of the evil have you seen people who do that that's more dangerous evil itself is dangerous but to boast of the evil is to ride on the successes of evil it's to take is to ride on the kite of evil you literally fly sky high when you say oh you know <laughs> the expressions are little different i just you know did this i just told him off you know what happened that's it because of you because of what i did you simply don't know what happens all those guys are going to have it 
is simply riding on that evil riding on the success of evil boasting why do you boast of evil the first phrase why do you boast of evil you mighty man he thought he was mighty he was a mighty man he had some amount of might power the king king saul would take him very seriously he was in the presence of saul he was his chief shepherd why do you boast all day long not just boasting once in a while all the time anybody he met everybody he met he boasted of it an easy victory he had over an unarmed priest there's no real victory there's no valor in it <laughs> great valor is in fighting an enemy who's more powerful than you what david did to goliath was great valor but to go and harm an innocent unarmed you know non threatening person priest a man having sword is harming a man wearing a ephod he became a traitor for the good deeds of the priest a chief shepherd who was a shepherd but did not have a shepherd's heart he was a shepherd but without a shepherd's heart not only commits a cruel crime of betrayal but also boasts and because of god's goodness he boasts in the prosperity of evil because destruction has not yet come upon him yet the man is still survived he's got the time and the space and he's got the people to whom he can boast and so he's boasting of evil and here because god is still gracious to him and has not destroyed him yet because of the goodness of god he boasts in the prosperity of evil read with me in psalm 10 amazing psalm in fact it'll be good to read the whole psalm why oh lord do you stand far off why do you hide yourself in times of trouble in his ignorance the wicked man hunts down the weak who are caught in the schemes he devises he boasts of the cravings of his heart he blesses the greedy and reviles the lord in his pride the wicked does not seek him in all his thoughts there is no room for god his ways are always prosperous ha uh-huh. haven't you wondered yeah isn't it so true even today the ways of the wicked are so prosperous isn't it he is haughty and your laws are far from him he sneers at all his enemies he says to himself nothing will shake me i will always be happy and never have trouble <laughs> that's how many people were even in tamil nadu who had great you know addresses attached to their names they thought i'll always be happy and never have trouble his mouth is full of curses and lies and threats trouble and evil are under his tongue he lies in wait near the villages from ambush he murders the innocent watching in secret for his victims see he looks for the weak he looks for the frail he looks for the powerless he looks for the helpless he looks for the ones who are unarmed but they can't retaliate they can't do anything he rides over them 
he lies in wait near the villages he was nine he lies in wait like a lion in cover he lies in wait to catch the helpless he catches the helpless and drags them off in his net his victims are crushed they collapse they fall under his strength he says to himself god has forgotten he covers his face and never sees <laughs> what a false assumption he lives under great deception he thinks god has forgotten and god covers his face and never sees arise lord lift up your hand o god do not forget the helpless now david is praying that god will intervene for these helpless people who have become victims of these evil ones who boast in their evil who ride on the prosperity of the goodness of god because god had yet not punished them they still seem to feel like god does not see evil look at verses 2 to 4 and verse in chapter 52 come back to our text 52 verses 2 to 4 your tongue plots destruction it is like a sharpened razor you who practice deceit you love evil rather than good falsehood rather than speaking the truth you love every harmful word oh you deceitful tongue there was malice the tongue was plotting destruction there was falsehood in him he loved lying it says you love every harmful word two times it talks about love you know what he loves verse 3 you love evil rather than good verse 4 you love every harmful word loved lying harmful word deceitful tongue it will not save us the these kind of habits practices will not save us will not rescue us will not come handy for us because this is not from god if we say there was some truth in what he said but he took the truth and he actually perverted it for his gain that's where he went off you understand that that's where it was evil that's where it was a deceitful tongue that's what it was that's why it is called lying tongue that's why it is called he's practicing deceit he took what was truth and perverted it for the sake of his own gain that's where the twist came it seemingly looks like he was reporting facts it seemingly looked like he was very honest and transparent truthful but considering the situation what he was doing knowing that Saul was rejected by God as king knowing the fact that Saul was unduly chasing after David which was an evil thing Doug was actually siding with evil you see what is deceit this is a great example of what is deceit a deceitful heart seemingly looks like i am telling the truth seemingly look like i am saying reporting facts seemingly looks like i am just being very honest and transparent you know to be very honest with you we can add a qualifying statement and qualify ourselves give a credit for ourselves to be very honest with you i am telling you this a very honest plain statement seemingly seem to be very innocent has a form of innocence in its external words that are being spoken but actually has an evil intent 
a gross evil intent it is plotting evil it is planning a scheme it is having a a, a perverted thought an imperverted intention in the back of the mind which nobody says but plainly said in a very simple innocent way this is deceit lying tongue chapter 52 come back he would rather please Saul by telling a lie than please God by speaking the truth that is Doug's spirit instead of being pleased with an opportunity of doing a man a kindness to him when they have a fair occasion to do a man mischief and readily close with an opportunity of that kind that is loving evil more than good being pleased to do something evil in a very nice way with a very evil intention with a deceptive spirit and ready to close on that opportunity take advantage of that opportunity of that kind that is loving evil more than good you know the difference between loving evil and loving good that is it to take a advantage of a good opportunity and to please ourselves and to get for the sake of some benefits and some gain from someone else to use somebody as a pawn and do something or say something in such a manner where it will not seem to be like anything wrong but actually making use of that opportunity will be like loving good loving evil and hating good that is a mischief but here is a mischievous who has been mistaken who has mistaken this was a mischief that when that is going wrong he mistook did not realize that being mischievous malicious is going to actually dig his own pit that's what you're going to read now in verse 5 onwards surely god will bring you down to everlasting ruin oh the righteous he will snatch you up and tear you tear you and from your tent he will uproot you from the land of the living the righteous will see and fear no david is not just venting out some words of vengeance on dug because ahimelech helped david and Doug reported this to Saul and because of that Ahimelech's family and household and the town has been destroyed David is not venting out some personal vengeance but he's speaking God's justice here surely God will bring you down to everlasting ruin he will snatch you up and tear you from your tent he will uproot you from the land of the living and then goes on the righteous will see and fear they will laugh at him saying here now is a man who did not make god a stronghold but trusted in his great wealth and grew strong by destroying others this is the reading of the doom these are not just words but these are things that will happen these are thing these are things that people don't realize that these are real things that can happen that will happen many people who do evil practice deceit and love evil and in very nice polished ways 
you know in very diplomatic words you know use others as a pawn and do mischief and do malicious things assume they are grossly mistaken assume that god has closed his eyes god has shut his eyes that they can always be happy and they will never see any trouble they are thoroughly mistaken because god will bring down to everlasting ruin uproot them snatch you up tear up you from your tent and uproot you from the land of the living the righteous will see and fear and laugh this is not just some light laughter over a little joke over coffee this is serious laugh where they become a laughing stock where for all the pride for all the arrogance for all the deceit that was done for all the manipulation that was done for all the arm twisting that was done for all the wicked things that was done where innocent people were laid to trap and were harmed for all this they see they will come to a day where they will become a laughing stock where people will literally laugh at what has happened to them where they were see where they are now how they used to walk see how they go now how they used to talk see you know words now that's how they will become a laughing stock they will cut off from the beat cut off from the tent not his own tent not his own house but also from the house of god because dug was a man who was detained before the lord in the house of the lord where david came and met ahimelech david had an access to the things of god to the holy things of god both to the oracles and to the offerings of god when ahimelech inquired of the lord god answered him when he needed bread he had the holy things of god participated in the offerings that were given laid out before god but here is dug going to be at a place where he's knowing no he's not going to have any access either to the oracles nor to the offerings of god he's going to be uprooted from his own house which includes the house of god also god is going to bring him to utter ruin tear him out rip his tent up tent apart snatch him out and snatch him out from the land of the living also he's going to have no benefit david comes seeking for help he finds grace in the eyes of the man of god this man's life is going to be of utter disgrace david has a part in the eating of the bread of the presence he has a place in the house of god where he can find refuge that's why he repeatedly writes about all of that in the psalms i find refuge in your presence psalm 91 he who dwells in the secret place of the most high will abide under the shadow in you i take refuge you are my fortress he has a place he can, he has a place in the house of god but dug does not have a place in his own tent
he was also given a sword the sword of goliath the sword of victory over the enemies but here is a man who seemed to be using the sword in seeming to seemingly gaining a name a reputation above all the other guards of Saul when everybody refused to lay a hand on the lord's anointed upon the priest here dug volunteered and said i will do it he seemingly seemed to you know have a great victory now using his sword but david's sword is the sword of the lord it's a sword of victory but this man's sword is a sword of defeat because his own life is going to be cut off from the land of the living this is a reading of the doom verse 6 the righteous will see and fear and they will laugh saying here now is a man who did not make god his stronghold but trusted in his great wealth and grew strong by destroying others this is the destructiveness of evil here is not he is not just rejoicing in tribulation you see david is not just saying oh i am thankful to god because i was suffering for god he is not just rejoicing in the fact that oh these priests died for a good reason they did good and they were cut down he is not rejoicing in tribulation but here here is a rejoicing that comes out of triumph hallelujah you see the shift happening here here now is a man who did not make god his stronghold he trusted in his great wealth and from there on and grew strong by destroying others but i am like an olive tree flourishing in the house of god i trust in god's unfailing love forever and ever i praise you forever for what you have done in your name i will hope for your name is good i will praise you in the presence of the saints here is he is rejoicing now this man had built his life and established himself by trusting in his wealth riches and the destruction of others that's how he has built his life and establishes himself you see there are people who find some good spaces to establish themselves they they want to find some good ripe opportunities they will take advantage of somebody else's weakness they will say in my in their minds your problem is my potential this is my golden opportunity this is my hour when i can move in i can step in and i can take my place and establish myself really well when somebody else is in a crisis while the house is burning they will pour fuel and they will boast and say see how you know powerfully this flame rises up this is how dug was this is what is evil this is what is deceitful this is what is a heart that is full of lying lips of lies but he built his life that way that's how he has established himself that's how he gains a name that's how he gains a reputation that's how he finds benefits from powerful people you'll find such people who will always like to associate themselves with the high and mighty and they will do certain things to earn their goodwill they will plot they will scheme they will speak 
tenderly they will speak very nicely but he is now having a face off with the righteous and the priests of the lord he might have been destroying others and actually establishing himself and building his life around that very well and establishing his life around deceit and lies and manipulating others and distorting and dominating over people he might have built his life but now he's having a face off with the righteous people with the priests of the lord <laughs> this is now getting dangerous he's playing with the wrong people you see sometimes that's the thing with evil they will suddenly run a, run a, run up against and rub on the wrong side of dangerous people hallelujah tell your neighbor you're a dangerous person come on tell somebody you're a dangerous person because you're a righteous one righteous people are dangerous people hallelujah Somebody shout and hallelujah. Righteous people are dangerous people. Somebody rubs you on the wrong side, they had it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Doug was rubbing against David. He was rubbing on the wrong side of Ahimelech. Maybe that morning he rubbed he woke up on the wrong side of the bed. He was having a bad day. he thought he would have a good day all the time but now this is no good day for him it looks like he killed the 75 people he looks like he killed the whole town of priests but this is not a good day for him this is not victory for him this is not success for him it looks like success it looks like victory it looks like greatness it looks like power it looks very you know externally it looks great he could boast about it but he was rubbing against the wrong people hallelujah it was one of the most dangerous things he ever did in his life it was beginning of the downfall of his life hallelujah hallelujah praise the lord what a good god we have and so david was able to rejoice in the fact and rest in the goodness of god and say i trust in god's unfailing love forever Hallelujah. Here there is no escape for Doug. Sometimes God allows them to come into confrontation with the righteous. God allows the evil people sometimes to come into a confrontation with the righteous. Sometimes you're wondering, why are so many evil people rubbing against me on the wrong side? God allows the evil to come in confrontation against the righteous. So that he can establish and multiply his punishments on them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Here is mercy magnified. Here there the mischievous was mistaken. <laughs> you know, he mistook and was mistake and was mischievous. But here is the magnification of the mercies of God. Here David is magnifying God and thinking of his goodness and his mercy. but i am like an olive tree flourishing in the house of god i trust in god's unfailing love you see when god, when david says i am flourishing in the house of god i am like an olive tree i am trust in god's unfailing love i praise you for what you have done in your name i will hope for your name is good do you realize what he means in this situation in with what mind he praises god with what thoughts he praises god he's not like sitting 
out on a seaside you know strumming his guitar and he was he was a musician no harpist not playing his music on a seaside and looking at the mountains and saying mountains are brown and the sky is blue the waters are green he's not singing a love song to nature he's not singing a love song to his wife you know he's singing a song of triumph he's singing a song of glorifying god thanking god for what god has done for him how god has saved him and how that he still has his benefits and his gain and his access to the house of god to the oracles and the offerings of god will be his way of flourishing he will have access to the presence of god and god would speak to him god will lead him god was guiding him god is showing him where he will go god is in, you know responding to his inquiries when he comes to the priest and he's inquiring god responds to david after ahimelech had died david himself inquires of the lord and the lord answers him directly hallelujah hallelujah and so he knows that the lord is with him we say that god be with you brother god be with your sister sometimes it's a very passive word but you know what can happen when god is with you evil might rub you on the wrong side but they will have it when god is with you you have access to the oracles of god to the voice of god to the leading of the holy spirit which will make you to flourish will give you the weapons in your hands to fight the enemies for of course our fight is not against flesh and blood but against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness in the heavenly realms he arms you with strength to fight the forces of evil to establish your your life to live your life and not just survive but thrive and flourish the difference between surviving and thriving hallelujah righteous ones are not defeated ones hallelujah they may suffer loss at certain times it might look like the evil is gaining it might look like deceit is more powerful it might look like the evil ones are celebrating because they rode on us but the righteous trust in the unfailing love of god look at this i am like an olive tree flourishing in the house of god you're planted you're not going to be uprooted but the evil one dug is going to be uprooted out of his tent and out of the house of god but you're going to be flourishing living in the house of god olive tree planted you're taking root i trust in god's unfailing love forever and ever i will praise you forever for what you have done hallelujah for the victory that god gives for the safe journey that's why he was boldly able to say join with me abiyathar you will be safe with me you be with me you will be safe hallelujah you can call others and say come join with me you will be safe hallelujah i am planted in the house of god i am flourishing in the courts of the lord i trust in god's unfailing love i praise him for what he has done in his name i have hope for your for his name is good so come and join with me you will be safe hallelujah come be righteous like me you will be safe 
come be planted in the house of god you will be safe come you will come and flourish in the house of god you have an access to the oracles of god and to the good things of the of the of the presence of god hallelujah you will find the weapons to fight the enemy you will be safe amen hallelujah he's taking good roads he's surviving he's not going to be cut off he's trusting he's established in the love and the goodness of god not in crafty subtle plots and evil things and lies and destructive things he's praising god forever for his goodness not taking advantage of and doing evil and boasting in evil he's riding on the goodness of god not riding on the plots of evil and the successes of evil you see dug was also riding on the goodness of god in the goodness of the fact that for a short while he was not destroyed he thought he can be riding on that forever but that is not a long rope that will sustain that's going to be cut short one day his doom is determined already but for david he's going to ride on god's goodness all through his life flourishing and growing he's going to praise god in the company of the righteous and he says in verse 9 the last phrase i will praise you in the presence of your saints he's not going to be found in the midst of the wicked but he's going to be found in the midst of the righteous let your company be among the com- among the righteous may your fellowship be among the righteous may your the times that you celebrate and enjoy be among the company of the righteous let it not be among those who plot evil let it not be among the company of Saul let it not be in the company of Doug let it be in the company of David and the righteous ones in the house of God we just have to be rejoicing for what God would do hallelujah this is the triumph of good over evil triumph of good over evil ultimately good wins because God is good Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And God is good. Thank God Don Moon wrote that song. Otherwise we would have never known God is good all the time. 